But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, that's what I say. I had something back to shirt. Did, <laughs> did a little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. What's up, Brett Walsh? That is right. Actually, no, not what's up, what Brett Walsh. That was Brett Walsh. What's ever? What's up, everyone? My name is Ever Dorham. Welcome to the nine by nine, the eighty-one square meters of the best volleyball content on the internet. That is Mr. Rob St. Clair in Chicagoland. My name is Ever Delorum, and you know what, Rob? I don't know about playing to the best of your abilities, but that was hands down one of the best weeks of club volleyball I have ever witnessed. I have ever been a part of. I I have ever anything and i know first and foremost for me i'll let you do the same afterwards i for personally want to start the show by apologizing um to lube chivitanova i have not believed in them all year i have not believed one single thing i didn't expect them to get to, to the to the finals of the supercopa not only did they do that but they ended up providing us with one of the best the best double headers we have ever seen in club volleyball with the Supercopa going down last week on Wednesday and then them playing Perugia this week on Sunday, Rob. Let's just, we've got so much to talk about. But we let's do. First and foremost, first and foremost, let's just jump right in to what was the best doubleheader I've ever seen. Of course, round one. Hey, you know what? The Infinity Gauntlet is still alive. The Infinity Gauntlet is there. Perugia is the only team that can possibly win it out of Italy now. But Perugia, with the reverse sweep, the come-from-behind win, make it happen, and they win their first trophy of the season. Yeah, this this was an all-time week. It was an all-time doubleheader that ended up being uh, the Lube and Perugia playing each other twice in like four days. And both five-set bangers. It couldn't have been closer. Couldn't have been more fun to watch. And the Super Cup final was... That like, as as far as Super Cups that I can remember, even last year when Perugia beat Lube in five, uh, maybe maybe it was Trentino when Perugia won it in five, and it was it was dramatic. And there was last year it was Wilfredo Leon getting hurt in the fifth set, and like that that was a fun match that did a nice job of setting the tone for the rest of the season. I've never been more excited about the beginning of a Super League season than this. Then after after this week that we had, after these two Lube Perugia matches that we had, the like the the opportunity to potentially see these two teams play each other again gets me so excited about Italian club volleyball. Again, like that again and again. Again and again. I, I want to see it again and again. I want to see them play five best of five series in all three rounds of the playoffs. Like I want these two teams to keep on playing each other. Started off with the super cup. We'll definitely start there. This was insane. Lube yeah, was up. Was- Lube was up two to zero. They were it, it up. It was all Lube. It was over. It, it, it was. It was. They were. They were cooking. They were. They were. They were chilling. Like they were having. They were having a good time. And then it all. It all kind of changed. The, that third set, though, Rob, of that match was bananas. It was bonkers. Lube led twenty to seventeen in the third, up two zero. I was I was I, I had my thumb hovering over the send button on the Vince Carter It's Over GIF in the Discord. I was that okay. close to posting that GIF. Didn't do it. Turned out <laughs> that uh that it was not over because Wasim Bentara went back to the service line, went on an enormous five to nothing run to go up twenty two twenty. 
And then after that, Leon went back and ripped an forced an overpass and an ace of his own, and Perugia ended up winning that set 25-21. A, a ridiculous, what is that, like a, a 7-1 to one run, 8-1 to one run to come back and win the set to keep the match alive. Then 34-32 in the fourth to keep the match alive. How many match points did Lube have in that fourth set? Oh, man, they, I they, don't even know. Probably it, it, almost it, 10? There are so many chances. Back and forth, back and forth. It was incredible. Honestly, it was one of those five-setters that was, like sometimes you get a five-setter and there's a few sets that there's a snooze show in and there's just errors all over the place, but this was this was not the case. No, not This was beautiful volleyball <clears throat> on all sides of the ball. Um, I mean, we, we're going to have to talk about Lagumja at some point oh, yeah. today. Lagumja this weekend was absolutely phenomenal. Twenty-two in this one. I think what he had thirty-three in the in the in the regular season match on Sunday. He was ridiculous. But to me, when I look at this Lube team, Rob, it's all about Alex Nikolov and how he's stroking that ball first contact. Dude, dude's passing well. Look at these he numbers. He is. Look, yeah, his, look, his, look at these numbers. Yeah, his reception in the in the final was pretty good. Uh, 27% perfect, 54% positive, and zero errors. So aced zero times. That was good. And we'll talk about the semis. Uh, we'll briefly talk about the semis in a bit. But when, when Lube Chivinova three-donged Piacenza to pieces, Alex Nikolov put together one of the greatest stat lines I've ever seen. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, this, to, and we... we also have to give Perugia credit for coming back and winning this match for God's mm-hmm. sakes. And then, then the, 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 the revenge from Lube and just as dramatic of a match in the regular season. But this to me, as I was watching Perugia make this comeback, the, the, the storyline that jumped out to me was Lube reminds me of, of, of a point that you made Everett about Brazil, about the Brazilian men after the Olympic qualifier is it's a team that, on paper looks like it should have some serious cracks but they just know how to win as a team and they they figure it out they know how to win as a team and they figure it out and when you pit that against a team of individual superstars of perugia's caliber who may have a little bit of an issue of coming together as a team but there were moments especially in that third set and and in the fourth and in that overtime, when mm-hmm. some of those individual players pulled themselves into delivering great individual moments, and that was enough to win some of those sets, ended up being enough to win the match in the Super Cup. But then it and ended up in the in the regular season match being Lube, the the team that figured out how to win as a team, being the team that got it done and barely pushed it over the finish line. That style counter is what makes me so excited to watch these two teams play whenever it is the next time, maybe Copa Italia, well, second half of the regular season, whatever it I is. Think it, I think it's also important that we don't really know what like Perugia's style is yet. Exactly. Right? Lube, Lube is a team that has been together for so long and, and they've been working together and Blangini and like, I mean, when did Blangini take over from FIFA? Was that like 2000, like 2021? I, I, it seems to me like he's been there a while, but that's yeah, just he's, been like... he's, he, he's been there a while, but like you have the core of that team. I mean, they only brought in one big player that this year, that is Lagumja. Everyone else, this is this is this is the this is their team from last year, right? So this is a team that that knows whereas on the Perugia side of things, there's so many things going on, but the individual performances in this one, and I for me, 
there's two people for for Perugia when you look at this one. There's two people for me who have been fantastic for them, who were, who were fan, fa- fantastic for them last week in both matches, and that is Camille Semenyuk first and yep. foremost. He has been outstanding this season. So and good abs- to see him back to playing like that. 100%. Absolutely love that. The cloud of Anastasi is gone and Semenyuk is back in full force. And I love it. I love it because there was so many haters in the Discord. There was so many just Camille Semenyuk haters in the Discord. But the other one is that man there. And I'm still not 100% sold. Everett. Holy, holy shit, does he ever look good. Holy Wasim Ben-Tara. I've been trying to tell you all. I've been Kate, trying to tell you. I've never, I've never once doubted. I have never once doubted his ability. And I, and you can go back and you can look, and I've never once doubted his ability. However, I have always doubted his wherewithal in, in, situations i mean there's, there's a few times you know like things things are a little bit sketchy for him but i'm much more on the believer train after like after this past week i'm much more on the believer train than i was last week he was phenomenal even and he even swung down the line a few times <laughs> yeah uh bentara was the mvp of the super cup i think that was well deserved he single-handedly won that third set uh, from the brink of three donging, which honestly probably should have been the case with how well Lube was playing. Um, he brought Perugia back into the match. He was incredibly clutch. He served the absolute lights out uh, five aces in the Super Cup final and uh, and led the match in serving attempts. So Perugia was scoring points on Bentara's serve, even when he wasn't uh, directly acing serves. Uh, Leon, very good serving as well. No surprise there. But uh, the... The clutch factor for Bentara was very impressive to me too, and I've always been high on the guy's athletic ability because he is an absolute freak of nature. Like, oh my goodness, the 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 way that he gets off the ground is is unbelievable. And I, I knew that he was a crazy attacker. I knew that he was an insane blocker as well, and that showed up in in the regular season match. Some of the blocking sequences against Lube on Sunday. Oh, dude. oh my god! Yeah. There was there. Oh yeah, there was that. <laughs> There was that one block. Got Zaitsev, in... and then he dove in on a Bic. Like the, 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 the dive in on the Bic to make it 25-24. Yeah. It was ridiculous. The third set was, was, was Maybe this... outstanding. Yeah, ridiculous. So uh, I, he, I always he, knew he could do that, but I didn't, I didn't appreciate just how good of a server he was and the moment in the third set when he had to deliver that serving run. I, I I am sold. Somebody just put in the chat that uh, Berkai, our Turkish friend, s- thinks that he's the second best opposite in the Super Lega, and I am on board with that a hundred percent. I think he's at least the second best opposite in the Super Lega. I the assume Rich, Rich Licky, obviously. <laughs> I, I mean, knowing that it came from Berkai, he has to be putting him behind Otis Legumjo, which honestly I which, think is fair. Which, which I don't, I, I don't disagree fair. with. Yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree with what I mean, Legumjo did this weekend. Yeah, yeah. but like Legumja, Bentara, honestly, Arthur Schwartz might be number three at this point. Rick Liskey, Shaposhkov, oh. uh, like who, whoever is playing on Verona at the time. Like that, that, that's that's a separate conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bentara is awesome. Bentara is awesome, and uh, I'm I'm happy for him. I'm uh, he uh, agreed with Langdon in the chat. He is worlds above Jesus Herrera, and I I knew that when he came in. I think it was in the semifinal against Trentino, the Super Cup, when he came in off the bench for Herrera. I'm like, okay, it's over. Like this is Bentara's spot for the rest of the season. So uh, that was electric. 
I do think we should talk about the semifinals really briefly. Uh, Perugia beat Trentino 3-1. to one. The, the storyline here for me was serving. One ace to 15 service errors for Trentino. Eight aces to 13 service errors for Perugia. That is a massive disparity. And that's, like, honestly, that's it. Even, even offensive, I mean, Trentino won that first set. And then they were leading nicely in in the second set too. It looked like honestly for a while it looked like they're like they're going to be able to go two up, and then Trinti- Perugia. It looked like it just took them a little bit of time to get into this match, you know. And they needed to get slapped up a little bit before before they got into it. But I mean, by the end of the game, it was all Perugia, all Perugia, all Perugia. Yeah. And uh, we we saw Ole Plotnitsky in this one, as you can see there on the screen. He was really good, uh, 14 for 27, uh, 15 points, including an ace. But he ended up being a little banged up, and we barely saw him at all in the final the next day. Uh, Fortunately for Perugia, they have three world-class outside hitters that they can use. Uh, But yeah, this one was never really in doubt. Also never in doubt uh, ever. We were were dead wrong about this. Lube Chivinanova absolutely stomped on Piacenza three to zero. Everything went wrong for Piacenza that could have. Yoandi Leal, yeah, they looked bad. Yoandi Leal was bad. Yuri Romano was bad. They made wholesale changes going into the third set. Didn't matter. Listen to this stat line. Alex Nikolov. 14 for 15 attacking. From 90, the left side. 90, from the left side. 93% efficiency. Two aces and a block for 17 points. 46% perfect reception. 85% positive reception. Zero passing errors. Absolutely automatic in every category. I have never seen a stat line like that. I've never seen a stat line like that in my life. So right now in the NBA, Rob, there's a big talk about these three third-year players who are, you know, like Tyrese Maxey and Cade Cunningham and, of course, Scotty Barnes. They're all going off. You're supposed to be do worse in your second year, Nikolov. You're (laughs) supposed to get worse. You're supposed to still be at Long Beach. Yeah, that's true. He He should be a junior in college right now. He should be a junior. He would still have one more year of eligibility. And you just got you just got way better. Incredible. You just got like his his level up. He wasn't this good of a passer in Eurovolley. He was good of a passer at the Olympic qualifiers. What happened in the past two weeks? Yeah, the kid's feeling it right now. I mean that 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 stat line is like literally nothing I've ever seen before. And he's 20 years old. It's 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 ridiculous. And it, it is holding Lube together with a performance like that in a way that is so important for them because like we've talked about they've got a little bit of a problem with the foreigner limit it ends up all coming down to how well Ivan Zaitsev can play at outside hitter who is similarly amazing like seven for ten attacking 85 percent positive reception in, in this sweep over Piacenza like that's that's just incredible but the fact that Nikolov is not not only is he not a liability in reception He's legitimately outstanding. Completely changes the, the way that other teams have to serve against Lube. Because the scouting report was just put every ball you can on Nikolov and you can't do that anymore. Apparently. Because out of nowhere, he, he he's he's passing absolute nails. Everything is is right on the 10-foot line or better. It's 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 incredible the the turnaround that he's made. And that stability at outside hitter for Lube, which was the only question mark I really had about them, 
is, has made them a completely different team. Yeah, very, very much so. A much more dangerous team. I mean, that was one of the big things is like Nikolov is an offensive weapon, but you just, just put the ball on and you're good. But no, that's that's not that's not the case anymore. Remarkable. Um, yeah, it 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 really is. This is this is something that I'm going to be very, very interested in watching uh as the season progresses. Uh do we want to talk well, first and foremost, let's 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 talk about this Super Cup win and how how big it is for for Perugia. I did say last week that like this is a team that should be going out for blood. Now, do I think that losing to like a going? I do think that they went to five in the Super Cup finals last year. They did, yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure it was against Lube. It was so, either Lube or Trentino. I don't remember which, but yeah, it, yeah. it was a five setter. It was yeah, it was it was a five setter, and. uh Honestly, I think this is good for Perugia. Like a little bit of adversity at the end of the year, like a little, a little bit of a little bit of pushback. But is it with the with the addition of Bentara, with the uh, addition of Lorenzetti? Is it? Oh, I guess they can't. Never mind. They can't even get an affinity. Gauntlet. No, they can't even. Not, they can't even go up. They're not they're, playing yeah, Champions League. They're not playing Champions League. Screw it, Perugia. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, you brought up the Infinity Gauntlet earlier. It's but really like, it's important to remember that Perugia is not playing Champions League. They're going to go is, probably win the World Club Championship again. Who cares? But that this this is by far the most expensive team in volleyball, and uh, perhaps one of the best teams in all of volleyball. And they're not participating in Champions League. Yeah. So, uh, you say about the World Club Championships. I think on the men's side is actually going to be interesting this year. I think they actually sent some good teams, but we can we can we can talk about it. Like we'll 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 talk about it later today. But does this does does this win, Rob, give you confidence that Lube or sorry Perugia can be there at the end of the season? Like, you know, does it is it is this like a, a breath of hope for you if you're a Perugia fan? No, because we've seen this story before. This is exactly what we saw last year. They they uh, they won the Super Cup. They ended up going undefeated in the regular season, which now is off the table after the the close loss to Lube over the weekend, but. Uh, I'm still not convinced as a Perugia fan because we're not at the playoffs yet, and that was where the collapse happened last year. Well, it really started at last year's Italian Cup and exactly, yeah. and then really snowballed horrifically from there. But now what we've seen from Lube, or sorry, what we've seen from Perugia is now they have a loss they have to deal with as we segue into talking about Sunday's game. Uh, the five set banger in what of one of what you said ever might have been the best regular season match you've ever seen, and I'm I, I, I kind of agree with that. Twenty two twenty in the fifth. Now we get an early season taste of what how does Perugia respond to a loss? The, remember yes. they went they went twenty two and zero last regular season. They they never had to respond to a loss mm-hmm. until the the Coppa Italia semifinal loss to Piacenza. And then they they blew it in Champions League. The Scudetto, obviously, the the loss to Milano in the quarterfinal. Now we get an early taste of uh, let's let's see how Lorenzetti can engineer a comeback here mm-hmm. in that locker room. This is an early, a, a very good early look at how does the new coach addition and Angelo Lorenzetti make a difference for this Perugia team compared to the chaos they've had coaching the last couple of years. I this think, is yeah. a good thing for them. This 100%. Is, a good, is absolutely, absolutely a good thing. Very, very much a good thing, right? First and foremost, it's early in the season. Right. Right. And you can you you can you can readjust. You know, you haven't been riding this ride like last year. Then all of a sudden you get derailed. Second of all, you said you said the man himself, Lawrence. You have a man back there who has a plan. He's not going to get rattled by 
uh, a, a loss this early, especially in the regular season. And third and foremost, he's not going to get rattled, rattled in a loss where you went toe-to-toe, like toe-to-toe with a team that you just went five sets without your best player as well, right? No Wilfredo Leon in, in this one, which I think is important to, to note. Yep. It, Plotnitsky and, and Semenyuk on this side. It seems like both Leon and Plotnitsky are a little banged up. So Plotnitsky didn't play that much in the Super Cup final. Leon didn't play at all uh, in this one. But I think that this is, even though this is a loss for Perugia, like there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of good things to take from it. Like a lot of good stuff to to, to take for, from it. And, totally and, agree. And it was, I mean, like the blocking from Bentara. Like, like four blocks in this one. He he was that block in the in the second set there. The the one on one on Zaitsev. Like the sometimes like we talk about it in basketball. Sometimes when are when when is two points worth more than two points? When is one stuff block actually worth more than a stuff block? Because so yeah, a couple of like four stuff blocks on the stat sheet for Bentara is nice, but you have to watch. You have to see them. You have to see yeah. how high the man is over the net and the diving, like the, the the movement of his arms that he's doing to take away all this space. It's 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 insane the the moves that he was making. I, I almost like fell out of my chair watching some of those blocks happen. Yeah, this is good. This is this is a very good showing for Perugia, especially again down two to one. They come back and convincingly win the fourth set, uh, twenty two twenty in the fifth. I mean that could go literally any way. Uh, and, and, and I mean, literally anyway, the amount, the amount of times the lead change in that fifth set, incredible. And, incredible. The, and the same thing in the second set, bang, bang, bang. And this was like, for me, that I really want to bring up is Adish Lukumja. Yep. This man, as good as he was in the Super Lego finals, he was incredible in this match. 27 for 45. He hit 60% and his efficiency was high. He had two aces and three blocks. He was unreal for, for 32 points, but awesome. it was the, it was the, Ben Tara gets a block. I'm going to go back and get an ace. Like he was the man and it was absolutely awesome to see. And you know what? I don't agree. I disagree with Rakai in the chat. Right now, Adesu Gumbia is the best opposite in the league. And he showed it on double account against the best team on paper in the world this past week. But like that, what he was doing on Sunday kept on like, I like audibly out loud to myself being like, holy shit, Lagunja, what are you doing? <laughs> so good. Yeah, he, he was so good to, to take it like to be the best player on the court in this matchup on either team is like that. That's all you need to say like that. That is a, a really special performance. And it's it's time to st- we're, we're, we're going to start turning the corner here and singing the praises of Lubitsch even Nova because they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. Uh, I've already, I've already apologized. You need to get it. You need to get on that. I do now. Uh, I, <laughs> I was with you last week. Uh, we both picked Lube to lose to Piacenza in the Super Cup semifinal. However, on our Super Lega preview show, I did pick Lube Chivdanova to win the Scudetto this year. So uh, my faith on them has always has has always been there. Uh, now there is nobody in the league that I would pick them to lose to. Even even Perugia no. like that that that, that it, it's a toss up it, it's it's a coin flip it's that now they they in my in my head they they can and will beat Trentino when they play they can and mm. should beat Piacenza every time they play we just saw it they 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 can and will be a significant player in the Champions League because they yes. will they will play that tournament and Perugia will not they uh with their 
uh, the apparent answers that they found at outside hitter with Nikolov and Zaitsev playing so well. And Marlon Yant contributing well enough when he comes off the bench. I mean, he started that one set in the Super Cup and and served the served the ball phenomenally well at a world-class level. The other, player, thing. the other player I really want to shout out here is Enrico Diamantini. Yes, yes. Without, without yes. Simone Anzani being fully healthy and available, I thought that there would be a massive hole in the middle for Lube. Diamantini has been awesome. He's Our been Discord really... was going off about him on Saturday. He, he had even... a fin, or sorry, not on Saturday, on uh, on Wednesday for the Super He's Bowl, even he digging balls. He's digging even ball, digging yeah. balls after he serves. Uh, like the He's exactly what he needs to be. He's available on offense, and Jacheco feels the confidence in him to chuck it to him from weird spots. He's blocking balls in the clutch. He's not missing serves, and he even he even digs a ball here and there. Like he, Playing a role phenomenally well, I've been very, very impressed by that. And yeah. we also got a shot at Bartolome Cinegnese. He, he had the match-winning stuff block at 22-20 in this one against Bentara to win it. Um, yeah, he was he was the only block of the match, right? And he was a huge piece of the offense down the stretch. What I really liked was these two setters, Dicheco and Gianelli, which is amazing to watch them play against one another. They were going to the middle as their primary option in that overtime in the fifth, and I love to see that. That, that typically when in those matches you see like you know what overtime we're going to ride or die with with our with our primary scoring opposite or whoever it is that's gotten you there. They just like chuck every ball to him, and if you mm-hmm. lose, you lose. But they. They were going to the middle as the primary option in that overtime, that's, and that was really cool. That's to check, though. Right. That's why right. he's arguably the best setter of the he's world the right now. And I think that conversation can really only happen between two people, and it's no, really never going to come to a head unless at the national team level because that man sets for Zenit Kazan that's um, right. and not for Perugia. So um, very much so. Uh, is there anything else? We, we've spent a lot of time on this almost half an hour. Is there anything else to talk about this matchup? I'm excited. Like I'm the, the fact that the fact that this matchup delivered back to back bangers the way it did oh. could not be happier. Could not be more excited. I'm gonna have a like we're we're gonna have a hangover after all this week of volleyball because there, there there's I don't see any way that we're gonna have matches no. that were this good. Like, no, and oh god, awesome, Just, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome. We haven't even got into the other. We haven't even got into the other cup matches or the leg of all feminine matches that yeah, had a there's doubleheader this week too. Still a lot, a lot, so let's go here. Let's let's keep this moving, Rob. Let's move on to the other reverse sweep in the Super Cup Finals. This time it's Zaxa. I don't know if you want to call it revenge on JW. They, they, you know, it's just another chapter in the Zaxa versus JW uh, battle, but another reverse sweep. And Rob, this one was done. If you had told me that Zaxa <laughs> would have won this Super Cup with the roster that they had on the court, I would have laughed in your face and called you Ronnie, right? Like, <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous. I, I like, I, tuned into this i was watching it early and, and and jw was just kind of dominating and i had to go do something else and came back to it and then i was like who is on the court yeah. for zaxa like what is happening but hey it worked out you you made it happen with your bench players which is all the better yeah when when yashemsky won that second set in overtime i think it was 26 24 yeah on a ryan slater ace he came off the bench a couple times and actually played great and so he ripped an ace to win uh, to win that second set. It's two nothing. I'm like, it's over. It's yeah. over. Actually, uh, like I was saying, I I almost put the gif in when when Lube was up two zero in the Super Cup final. I did put the you it did. Over you, gif. I did, you did. 
I did yeah. put the It's Over gif in for this match because it was like, I think it was 1914 in the yeah, third. 19, 1914 or 1915. Something was... like that. And, and David Smith was the server who, who made the yeah. run happen. But he, but the guys who were on the court, this could not have been more dramatic for Zaxa. Shemiswav Stempian, the backup setter, comes yeah. in for Martin Janos. She apparently is dealing with, with like I think it's a back issue. So big concern there. We'll get to that later. But this Daniel Kitsigoy kid, the Romanian, comes in at opposite, comes in for Wukash Kachmarek. And then Andreas Takvam, the Norwegian, comes in for Dmitro Pashitsky in the middle. If you like the fact that Zaxa made a reverse sweep comeback against the reigning champs of the league with with that team on the court, Takvam, Stempian, Kitsigoy, then Schliefka, Smith, Shoji, and uh, Bednors, like that group of seven making that reverse sweep and that comeback in the third set might have been even more dramatic than any of the Italian matches. Like this was insane. Yeah, that no, it was. I would say that this one was was more insane. Insane. Like, and you could just keep kind of feel like I think to me, Bart like Bednorz and Slivka were phenomenal, ridiculous, and they they just turned it on. I mean, they each had like what five points in the fourth, four points for Bednorz and three for Slivka in in the fifth. Like they put the back on their their, this team on their back, and everyone and just filled in. I mean that the serving from David Smith. This man is an assassin, right? Like, he—I don't know if it's just because, like, maybe, maybe it has something to do with with his hearing impairment that he just can't hear the crowd and can't hear the 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 weight of the moment. Because how many times have we seen this from him? How many times have we seen this from him? Just go back, like, I I can't believe that after the 2021 Champions League, we thought that he was done. Like I legitimately thought he was going to retire after the Olympics, and he has continued to impress. Um, Amazing. It was once again. I think this was this this had to have been another masterclass of coaching from Tuoma Samabu, yeah. right? Just another one of just like, hey, like we're we're gonna dig deep and and figure this out. And it seems like whenever his back against the wall is whenever his teams are at, are, are at their best. And it turns out that Zaxa has way more of a bench than I ever thought they did. Yeah. I, I thought that, that, that this was going to be a huge problem for them. I, I thought that past their starting seven, they really were going to struggle. And it turns out they have a lot more capable pieces than I thought. I thought the way that Shemishwav Stempian stepped in and set that match was incredibly impressive. Really, yes. really impressive for a backup it was, setter. It was just putting the ball where the hitters needed it. Yeah. You know, it was like there was plenty of times where they would they would go to replays, especially in the middle. I, I found the ball in the middle of them, it was maybe a little bit higher and a little bit slower, but it just gave Smith the time to kind of pick and choose his spots. Um, just like his delivery. Yeah, exactly. Like he was going he was going cross court. He was going cross body. He had he had all the shots, just the delivering the ball in a consistent manner for the for Bed Norris and, and Shlivka who who carried the load. And just keeping everything, like, not trying to do much. I think he did a fantastic job coming in off the bench. Yeah, awesome. And then remember the name, Daniel Kitsigoy. Remember that name. 18-year-old Romanian kid. Is, uh, should be Zox's third outside hitter, in theory, on the roster. He comes in at opposite here for Kachmara because their backup, Bartomia Kuth, is a little banged up. Three aces 
five for 11 attacking with zero errors in his first action ever in the plus Liga, trying to mount a reverse sweep against one of the best teams on planet earth. Like that, that gut check performance from an 18 year old kid blew me away. That blew me away. I was so, so impressed by that. And somebody in the chat says the fact that Smith and Kitsugaru are what, like 20 years apart in age <laughs> is ridiculous. I saw pretty recently David Smith posted something on Instagram like, it finally happened. I played against the son of a former teammate. He, he said, he said oh. that uh, like, when one of the earliest years of his career, they're, they're probably when he was in his early 20s, he would played with a guy who was much older and now pretty recently. Now that he's in his late 30s, he played against that guy's son, which is hilarious. Like Daniel Kitsigoy could easily be David Smith's son. Like that's that's how that's how old easily. That's that's how that's how the, the age difference is. It, insane. Uh Kitsigoy, amazingly impressive. I, I was I was blown away with, with that kid off the bench. And then Andreas Takvam as well, a Norwegian guy in the middle mm-hmm. who I really knew nothing about. You know what, Rob? I, I think we really need to start looking at if if Zaxa is going out and getting players from random places, right? The, I also and I like I I, I really like how uh, Burke High right above that uh, uh, uh comment is like um, the devil works hard, but Sedlicek's manager works harder. Well, I was gonna I was gonna get to that. I was gonna <laughs> but, get so to like that. So, so for me, Rob, like this is where Zaxa as like remember when when um like. Shoji was telling us a story about how when they were looking at picking him up, they brought David Smith in and, and talked about how he is as a person. To me, mm-hmm. Zoxa must have one of the best recruiting and like knowledgeable staffs out there when it comes about like young players coming up. Because we've seen this so many times and times. Like, like once again, Camille Semenik was a nobody, a nobody in the volleyball world before he came up for Zoxa and led them to their to their first uh uh, Champions League, right? This is this is a roster, and this is a staff, and this is an organization that understands how to build teams and understands how to go to far flung reach places to find diamonds in the rough to do, to develop them. And we need to start understanding that, like, like from now on, if Zoxa goes and gets a player, I'm going to be interested in that player, yeah. right? Like, yep. that's 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 exactly what it's going to be. Because on the other side, you see a team like JW where they're not developing their own players; they're just got getting guys like later on from the market, like a like a like a Sedlicek, right? So that to me is it. It just shows how much quality comes out of this Zaxa program, not only on the court in terms of 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 results, but how they develop and how they get there. Yeah, their their talent scouting is is unbelievable. The way the way that they find these players from random places and turn them into so much more than anybody thought they could be. But we got to talk about Yashemsky Vengil here. This is a collapse. This is a choke. This is very very bad to be up. I think the the chat was saying nineteen thirteen in the third and uh, against the entire bench and lose that match. That is completely unacceptable. Norbert Huber has to be the biggest loser in this moment because he's been decently vocal about uh, not being happy with the way that his last year or two with Zaxa went after he came back from injury and, and then yeah, ended up. Can sitting, we talk about that? Ended like, up sitting the bench most of last year. And then he leaves, he goes to Yashemsky, he gets benched in the Super Cup final as they get reverse swept out. And, and the player coming off the bench playing better than him has his number two. Kisigoy is wearing 99, which is which is which is Hoover's number, which is crazy. Awesome. The beef, like the beef between Huber 
and and Zox is incredible to me. I was watching it as he was like chirping through the net and stuff, and I was just like, these like he played with these guys for two years. He plays with them all on the national team. Like, what's what is happening over yeah, here? I was I was really surprised to hear that there was beef. That that, that doesn't make sense to me, but uh, Zox has certainly got the last laugh here. Yashemsky Vengil has a second outside hitter problem. They have a massive problem at second outside hitter. Marco Sedlicek is not good enough. And that straight massive up downgrade. Full yeah. stop. And that's exactly what Bear Kai is saying. Like, I, I do not understand how Sedlicek even got this contract. Because like he was a mid-tier it's, it's, player it's, at best at for Chisterna last year. Like, what are we doing? It's Karyak all over again. Right? It's, <laughs> it's, Zox, it's Zoxa and Karyak and uh, all, all over again, where it's just like, where did this come from? Um, I mean, I saw people on the on the Discord, like people were messaging me being like hey can ryan slater pass maybe slater can play on the left side honestly he, like, he might have to because sedlicek here 10 points in five sets not good uh seven percent perfect passing terrible eight for 22 four errors 18 percent efficiency not good enough like the, the, just just a, a giant hole in Yashemsky's roster, a massive downgrade from Trevor Cleveno. And like the rest of the team, not bad. Like Jean Patry wasn't bad. 15 for 32, 31% efficiency. Only 15 points is not what you would want to see. Tomas Fornal was very good. Six aces did everything he could to, to carry that team. But it was the, it was all Fornal, but you could tell he was getting tired at the end. Right. Like he started and, making errors in that in that right. fifth step. And this is mental. To be up to be up nineteen thirteen in the third, up two to zero, and lose the matches is mental. That is mental. That is a team that is not emotionally prepared to win in a moment like that. And uh, I mean, Yashemsky will be fine. They're the one of the best teams in the league. They won the Plus Liga last year in convincing fashion. But I have huge concerns about that second outside hitter spot for them. Huge concerns. Yeah. I'm absolutely massive. I mean, Patry was, you're right. Like, I, I think Patry was very all right. He was all 31, right. 31% efficiency is not what I'm looking for from a world-class opposite. You know, only 15 points in a five-setter is not what I'm looking for. You know, you're averaging three points a set. That's not what I'm looking for from my, from my world-class, from my world-class opposite. Um, and when you've got an, a 20 year old Romanian kid who's outplaying you, not even in his own position like that's not what i'm looking for one thing we need to address though rob is that the chat is popping off about apparently kitigoy broke his thumb in yesterday's game against just against norvid and is out for the like until the end of the season basically no, yeah probably around like the new year so and that's oh, that, that's what i wanted to talk about here is because terrible. very similar everett to last year's polish cup where Zaxa won last year's Polish Cup, and then they came out after that and and laid an egg and lost to a really bad team. I think, God, man, I, I wish I remember who it was. Somebody in the chat uh, remind us who it was that Zaxa lost to immediately after Biesco. winning last year's Polish Cup. It was Biesco Biala. I don't know. The if it, relegated. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if pretty... it was somebody that bad. But uh, similarly this year, they, they, they come out – uh, a couple days later, it was it was yesterday uh, on Monday against Norvid Częstochowa, the new team in the Plus Liga, without a good amount of their best players, and and they Zaxa tried to play the bench and get away with it, and that did not work. They lost three to one, and they they dealt with some even more serious injury concerns because, like you said, Kitigoy broke his finger, I think broke his thumb. He'll be out several months. Uh, they didn't have Martin Janos. He's dealing with a back issue. They chose to give they chose to give Schliefka the match off, which I agree with. 
Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't play Wukash Kaczmarek. I, I hear that he's a little bit banged up. And uh, th- and they ended up with Dmitry Pashitsky playing opposite in the fourth set. That didn't work at all. Like, now Zaksta is in a little bit of shamble as far as injury goes. And they're, they're... I think, to me, to me, Rob, this loss for Zaksa just shows and tells me that Zaksa has very, very good team culture. You picked up what I'm putting down. I know there. what you're getting you know, at. I know what you're getting at. I don't think this is a, a, a party hangover from like celebrating after the Super Cup. I think this is re- concern with like getting snake bit by injury. And, yeah, uh, oh, I, I think it's maybe a little bit of both. You win, you win an emotional Super Cup. You, you know, you kind of take a bit of relax. The bench players who are really stoked and you know they're not expecting to play in this one, then they, they, all of a sudden they have to. Like, there's there's a few things, but to me, like, it was a bit of a of a bit of a sigh of relief. And also, when you have 16 teams in the league and you're going to be playing as many games in the plus league regular season, you can throw a game or two. It re- really true. this this mat this match is not going to matter one bit one one bit like it may matter for like home court advantage but i i I really don't see it mattering all that much like my word for zaksa absolutely not they'll they'll get better and they'll be fine yeah they'll be fine and i mean you're starting this Krzysztof Sapwatsky guy two for 17 five errors an outside hitter uh i guess somebody in the chat says they they brought him up from the second league even like yeah is that the third division yikes yeah so he was horrible predictably like you, you can't expect him to play at a plus league level right away so i agree this match isn't isn't this one match isn't gonna hurt zaxa but uh if they if their health as a team doesn't improve quickly then uh if if losses like this start to pile up in the plus league regular season then i will become concerned right now i'm not concerned but uh i've got my eye on on the health of the zaxa starting lineup uh however probably worth it for that super cup win because that was insane that was that was one of the best matches i've seen all year and it came like uh, two days after the the banger in italy like this this is an incredible week incredible it was it was and i mean i'm kind of glad the regular season like there wasn't that many regular season matches this weekend just so that we could kind of figure it out uh and like there's no there's no matches this week either like in the middle of the no, week, you mean? Or no, no, no. Never mind. My my page just wasn't wasn't was, was just wasn't reflect, refreshed. Yeah. Okay. So the last Super Cup match we got to talk about before we take a bit of a break and move on to everything else is in the Turkish league. Uh, we were hyping this one up last week because we already saw early in the regular season a matchup between Halk Bank Ankara and Zirat Bank Ankara, and then they played again in the Super Cup on I think it was like Wednesday morning before the Super Cup final in Italy. And this is a banger. This is a very fun match. Uh, Zirat Bank once again wins the Super Cup. They win 3-1 to one over Hawk Bank. Uh, 31-29, they got on the board in the second set. That ended up being massive. It was a stuff blocked by Matt Anderson that won it. And then they didn't really look back from there. Valter Termat was the MVP. 26 points, 23 for 37 attacking, plus two blocks and an ace uh, again. How many times ever are we going to see Valter Termat outplay Namir Abdelaziz head to head. Because that's I what happened. Walter, I think Valter Termat is. I see a lot of 
comparisons in in some ways, and don't freak out with this with Romo. Just in terms of his he's he's oh. a guy who has, he's a guy who has fantastic. He's he's one of the most like offensively gifted players I've ever watched play. I mean, I remember when back when he was with Berlin, he was redonkulous. But <laughs> this is this is a man who can go out there and just score at will. You know, can just can just go figure it out. But he needs a little bit of motivation, you know. And I do think that it's like something like I do think that there's a bit of a complex there with just how the Dutch have always just gone with Namir. And Namir has been the guy. And Namir has done all of these things. And, and Termat has never been, been given a shot. Because we never see this man play better than when he's playing against a team that has Abdelaziz uh, Namir on it. Because that's what he is. He just goes into that extra mode, and he goes into game mode, and he he's just ready to play. Because we we we've seen it once again. Yeah, and uh, Namir not good. Blocked six times. Uh, Zerapunk had twelve blocks as a team to Hulkbanks two. <laughs> That's a massive, massive difference. Uh, Matt Anderson, really good as well. 18 points, 14 for 29, only one error. That's a very, very efficient. Um, I like what Zirat Bank is built to be able to do too with the wings because if they need to give Termat a game or two off, fine. Move Anderson to the right side and start Camejo and Luciano Vicentin at outside, who didn't even Actually, play I, in this match. I love Camejo. I've Camejo's always, kind of I've fun. Always- yeah, I've always loved Kamel. He's just a big hammer on the left huge side. I, 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 I love watching, and you know he's got a huge hammer too. Like you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he like he just goes out there and bombs, and I love it. He's so Cuban, and I, so I, Cuban. I, 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 I absolutely love it. But so Cuban. This, I really think Rob that both of these Turkish teams are going to do some damage at the Champions League this year. Like if. If I look at these teams, and I know, like, I know you've got some Turkish guys on it, but like, this, like, Zirat Bank, I think could compete against a JW. Oh, for sure. And and right? both these teams will play Champions League, especially when it comes to Champions League for in Hawkbank's case, and they're not handcuffed by the foreigner limit, and they can play both Pe- Gord Perrin and Irvin Ingepet on the left side. That team's going to be nasty. They're also playing the Club World Championship, but yes. What's what's very important to bring up in this match, the clear gaping hole for Hawkbank Ankara was this Izet Unver guy at outside yeah. hitter who I've never seen before was terrible. Three for 12 with five errors. So bad, in fact, that Hawkbank Ankara went out in the middle of like the the first month of the season and they signed Mirza Lagumja to leave Arcus Izmir and come to Hawkbank Ankara to be that second outside hitter and be the Turkish guy who doesn't count against the foreigner limit. They got so fed up with watching Izet Unver start at outside hitter early in the season that they made a move of that caliber and they're like they're just like, they're like I'm sick of this. We're not going to do this anymore. This we can't so we can't rare. watch this. It's very so rare. We you never rare. you very very rarely see transfers mid-season transfers happen in the same league. In the same league. You yeah. never see a mid-season transfer where another top 4 team gives up arguably one of their best players to go up to a team in, uh, on top of them, right? Arcus is like Arcus is a top 4 team, right? right? Like it, you like what go like defender Bachikalatasaray and and Arcus after after these two, right? So what's going on? Like, Glenn Hogue, what are you doing over there? They must have paid money. Money. Now, is Mirza Lagunja uh, that worth it? I guess we'll have to yes. see. Yes. 
Yes, uh, well, so? apparently, according to Hawkbank's management, he is. And the, the upgrade that he is over this Izet Unver guy is enormous. And as far as Turkish competition goes, like Berkay just said, there's a chance that Hawkbank may have just won the league with that move right there. Because that the, the difference that that makes now being able to continue to play Mike Amaa as the foreign setter, and then mm-hmm. Namir and whichever between... Uh, Gord and Ingepet, you want to play as the other outside. The difference of having Mirza Lagumja there and actually be capable versus this Unver guy is a massive, massive difference. I completely agree with the move. I, I wonder how much it's going to cost them financially. Uh, but I'm wondering, that is a I'm drastic, wondering. drastic move to make this early in the season. I'm wondering if there's some friction with Mirza Lagumja and Arcus because that's the second like he was supposed to he was rumored to be moved to Monza at the beginning of the season as as well too so I've never seen a team shop around a player like this in volleyball you know like it feels like James Harden is asking for an out and it's just like (laughs) you know like like is it like Berkai Berkai you're in the chat right now you can let us know he's he's the perfect person to talk about this as he is also an Arcus fan and he's also our resident Turkish Turkish knowledgeable person but like it's so odd that they Arcus doesn't like not only are they letting this happen but they're also just like anyone want him any anyone want him like Mirza Lagunja up on the platter right now like it's it's a very it's a very very weird yeah 100% has to be it has to be for a lot of money maybe some future future picks and considerations I don't know how true (laughs) money talks in volleyball boys and girls but uh it is Zirat Bank who leads this season series 2-0 and uh this almost certainly will be the finals of the league when it comes down to playoff time but uh I, I like watching these two teams play one another these are two legitimately good teams like on the European scale like these two teams will be good in Champions League, Hawkbank will be good at the Club World Championship. Like this is um, a very fun battle to watch whenever it happens. So uh, I'm glad that we got to see it. I, I want to see Luciano Vicentin more, but uh, I mean, like you said, Camejo, the big hammer, is he, playing pretty well over there. He looks a little unhappy at the end of the bench there, beside uh, beside Mattie. Well, you, you know, get, I would be too if if, if you're not getting in, but. I get, well, we'll have we'll have to see. Kameho uh, is injury prone, and he's, yeah, and you know. he's old and and sucks at passing. So uh, yeah, Vicentino will get his moment. All right. Uh, before we jump around the rest of the world of club volleyball, because there was there's still a lot to get to. Two important things to tell the people about Everett. First and foremost, we're matching. We're matching. We're, we we are matching. I got the crew neck. He's got the the t shirt. Make sure you head it over to thatvolleyball.store and use the code Spicy to get fifteen percent off of your entire order. Spicy like the matches this week. Spicy like the matches this week. There was there was a lot of spice this week. We haven't even gotten to the women's side yet. So right. um, <laughs> uh, head over to that volleyball at sword. Use the code spicy. And now, Rob, tell them about our favorite segment. Tell them what the, tell them what they missed. Uh, last week. Where, where was Daddy hanging out last week? Where was Daddy hanging out last week? Because everywhere, every show. Daddy Stankovic appears. Daddy Stankovic is hidden somewhere in this show, just like he is every show, because he is our hero and he likes to keep a watchful eye over us. Last week, we were talking about Imoko Corneliano winning the Italian Women's Super Cup again. And there you see on the left, next to Catherine Plummer, uh, you see Daddy Stankovic celebrating with another team, another trophy. So uh, good for Daddy. Several people found Daddy right away. I love the pose. I just absolutely love the pose. 
<laughs> oh, Daddy Stankovich is, is a man of, of many talents. He appears in many places. Um, and the thing about finding Daddy Stankovich on the 9x9 is that if you find him, you, get, you have to comment the timestamp of where he is in the main YouTube comment section after the show is over. And then if you find him, you get a shout out on next week's show. And uh, last week, our friend Vivian found him immediately. He, uh, he or she says 535 was the timestamp. It was early in last week's show next to Catherine Plummer's face. Yep. And then our friend Devin from the Volleyball Coverage Channel says, the day Daniele Santarelli fell in love with Daddy. I love it for a sight. It does. It does look like he's looking over. It does. A yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that was where Daddy Stankovich was last week. Uh, he is hidden somewhere in this very show. Not going to tell you where, but when you find him, uh, wait till the end of the the show is over and put the timestamp of where he is in the main YouTube comment section. Awesome. Do it up. Do it up. All right. Uh, we've got a lot more to get to. There's still a lot more volleyball going on, including on the women's side. Everett, it is time to welcome back the CEV Champions League. Bro, I like I like turned on my computer this morning to get, start getting ready, and then I turned on YouTube, and I was just like, is that, a, is that a Champions League thumb? And like I knew. I knew because like I was like looking at our show notes, and I was just like, oh, yeah, Champions League. But then when it hit me, I was just like, bro, this is already. Dude, it's early. It yeah. Is- early to be playing the fourth round of champions league and uh i mean the men's doesn't start for a while because the field isn't even complete they're still playing those early rounds where like the, a couple more teams will will join this round so champions league there's four or there's five pools of four there's 20 teams in what they call the fourth round i don't like calling it the fourth round it's basically like no. the regu- it's, it's the regular season it's the regular season don't like that but figure it out but whatever uh it is five pools of four Double round robin in each pool. So there's six rounds of sort of regular season play in Champions League. The first round on the women's side starts today. There's actually a match going on right now. Fenerbahce of Turkey yep. is up 2-0 on this Kamenik team from Slovenia. No surprise there. Uh, that match is in pool. What, what pool is that? Pool C. Yep. So we've got uh, a full slate of 10 Champions League matches this week. It's usually in the middle of the week, usually Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And... Uh, as is pretty typical, the first round is high-seeded teams against low-seeded teams. There isn't going to be a lot of drama this week. So today, like we've got, yeah, Fenerbahce over Kamnik, that that's not going to be competitive at all. However, we do have a uh, Budavani Woj against Potsdam. That's a, that that'll be a decent match. Uh, Lekanea France versus Promete from Ukraine. That's also today. Kneliano from Asterix Avo from Belgium. That'll be a three dong. And then uh, Zhezhov versus Stuttgart is a pretty good match. That's later today. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, just... it's Zajabasha versus Vasas from Hungary, 3-0. Uh, Vakif Bank versus Mulhus from France, 3-0. Skandici from, versus Plovdiv from Bulgaria, that will be 3-0. And I'd be surprised if Plovdiv got to double digits. Uh, the other Woj team from Poland plays Alba Blas from Romania. And then uh, Thursday, Malonza versus some Serbian team called Jedinstvo. Never heard of them. Probably not going to be a lot of competitive games this week, but the CV Champions League is back. First round of six in the regular season. I don't understand why we're doing this in November. Why are we doing this in early November? I don't get that. Am I wrong in thinking that that's earlier than usual? It's way earlier than usual, I would say. Like, way, way, way earlier than usual. I, like, I feel like in past years we started in, like, December. Like, usually, like, this would yeah. be the time to, to figure it out. That's why, like, it hit me this morning, and it was just kind of like, it's like the feeling when... You're in 
um, in the grocery store and it's like November 2nd and you already see Christmas decorations, like mm, it's a little bit early for this. Um, so yeah, uh, I think Rob that we should sit down and maybe do a bit of a, of a, of a preview show. It's still early enough in the year that we could, we could do a preview show for, uh, uh, for this, just cause just like looking at these pools, there's a, there's going to be some intrigue in them. Maybe, for sure. maybe, it's, it's, maybe it's a not, little bit. Yeah. It's not going to come for a while, but I mean, in pool yeah. a, you have Malonza versus Vakif bank. That's a huge yeah. deal. It's like, I'm, I, Palo Egonu and Jordan Thompson against their former teams. I'm more looking for for pools where there's like three decent teams, you know? Ugh, um, there aren't really like very... Pool C is all right, all, all right with Lodz and, and Fenerbahce, and then Potsdam was able to win games. Last, like They beat Vakif Bank last year, so they're they're up there. Stuttgart made a good run. Crystal Rivers, Canigliano, and, and Rezov. That's that's going to be all right, too. And that's probably about it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's probably about it. Pool E looks real, that looks rough. real weak because yeah. of uh, Le Canet making that run last year. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a difficult pool to watch. <laughs> that, yeah. uh, someone, someone's going to win that pool, and they're probably not going to do any damage in the playoffs. But, I mean, yeah, Malonza versus Vakif Bank in pools, that'll be good. It's Zajabasha versus Scandici in pools, that'll be good. Um, Cuneliano will have two like other decently competitive teams in their pool, but they should go six and zero. Like, there's not going to be much drama in Women's Champions League this week. I think is fair to say. And if there is, we'll talk about it on next week's show. But like, I I don't see it on paper. And I mean, Men's Champions League doesn't start for another like three weeks because they're still playing the the early rounds. I don't understand why we're doing this so early. I'm I'm a a little confused by this, but uh, as for where to watch Champions League, uh, CEV YouTube streams only a select few of them for free. They do stream all of them uh, under like their YouTube membership paywall, and I really recommend paying for that before you pay for Eurovolley TV. Eurovolley TV is not a good platform. Garbage. Really it's bad. Garbage. So garbage. Yeah, it's, I die. It's it's really it's really p just kill me now. Yeah, it's it's bad. <sighs> Like you just brought so much anxiety onto me when you said the words "Are you over TV?" Like that, just, <laughs> that just brought my mood down so 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 much. Sorry, um, because you know that there's going to be some garbage with the like. It's going to be the classic CEV where like you're like pay for this this level and you get all the matches. And then a few weeks later, oh sorry, you actually have to pay for this level now. And then like next thing you know, if you're going to want to watch, you're going to have to have a membership just to watch highlights. Figure it out. CEV, they, they lose Dan Manili, they lose me, and then they forget how to do content. Unbelievable. Uh, anything else about Women's Champions League? I, I don't really have anything. No, that's, we, we mentioned that it's happening. It's, it's not happening. It's not interesting yet. If, no. if your team is playing, go watch, but otherwise it's not interesting yet. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's, 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 let's keep it moving. Thank Claire. Let's, what, what, yeah. what do we got next? Want to jump over to the... Uh, uh, let's stay on the women's real quick. Let's go uh, leg of Ollie femininely uh, a little bit. We had not one, but two rounds of the leg of Ollie femininely happen last week. And then over the weekend, first round, round five, not really much happening there. Um, Anything, anything on this side of, of these matches that that you want to talk about? Yeah. I want to talk about both Corneliano matches because Corneliano had played both of their two primary opponents at the top of the standings and beat them both so like they beat scandici in round five they beat uh malonza in round six so we'll, we'll we'll dig into those matches but just to read them down i mean like Firenze 3-0 roma yeah great 
Oh wait, I'm 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 looking at the wrong one. Uh, this yeah, this is this is round five, right? Yeah, Firenze three two yeah. Roma, Chieri three one Valafolia, Novara three zero Trentino, Cuneo three zero Castle Maggiore, Pinarello three one Bustor Sizio, Malonza three one Bergamo. I mean, yeah, whatever. I don't don't have any much to say about any of those games, but Cuneliana beating Scandici is is, is worth talking about. Uh, this this was a good match. This was very competitive, like three. Three of the four sets, um, on, only by two points. Um, who 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 they give the MVP to here? Monica De Gennaro. Okay, nice. Uh, I'm pulling up the stats really quickly. Well, there there is a, a transfer to talk about as uh, with with Scandici. By the way, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, Isabel Hawk, awesome as usual. Let's see, uh, 32, whoa, 32 and four sets is, is pretty amazing. 28 for 50. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Kalia Lanier started an outside hitter. That was nice to see. She yeah. wasn't quite able to hang in the whole match. Um, it looks like Catherine Plummer didn't even dress in this game. So she she must have gotten the game totally off. Kelsey Robinson was pretty good, uh, surprisingly terminal, 14 for 31, and passed the ball great. Uh, on the Scandici side, let's see. Zhu Ting, pretty good. 16 points, 15 for 37. Britt Herbot started an outside hitter across from her. So they must have done some sort of magic with the foreigner limit. And yeah, that was to bench Haley Washington. So that was a move that we talked about a few weeks ago that, that we might see for Scandici yeah. is to play their two like superstar foreign outsides and and have to play two domestic middles, which is exactly... Or, well, one domestic middle. They they play Linda Nwakalor over Haley Washington. They still start uh, Anna Carolina in the middle. No Antropova yeah. in this game, and they still uh, hung in there, which was pretty impressive. Dude, Scandici for me is a team that could pop off at some point. They could. Like they have, they like it's. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but they. I could see them like if they got into a, a season series with Canigliano at the end of the year. I could see them winning a few games. Right, like they have the, they have the, like they could at least win a game, I, I, I think, and they have, they have, game. yeah, they, they just, they just, they have the, the, the team around them. I mean, they need some better performances from, from some players. I thought Herbots was, was pretty good in this one, uh, but especially down the middle, they're going to need something, something big, especially to, just to be able to shot down uh, Isabel Hawk. Yeah, they, they have a. a... I think they're clearly the third best team in the league of all Femenile. Like they, they certainly have the talent for that. I don't see them beating either Malonza or Corneliano in a series, but no. when it, when it comes even to games, cha- no, probably not even in games. And when it comes to champions league time, I think because of how many foreigners Scandici has being able to play, all of them will, um, will produce a pretty good team. And I mean, we might as well bring it up now. They just got a significant reinforcement at libero. Because mm-hmm. Enrique Melo got hurt a couple year, a couple weeks ago, and they went out and got in the middle of the season. They convinced Malonza to let go of Beatrice Parrochiale, who had started at Libero for them the past couple years. But because Brenda Castillo finished her time at the Pan Am Games with the Dominican Republic, she is now in Italy. She is ready to go. Parrochiale was likely going to sit the bench for Malonza the rest of the season. She comes over to Scandici, will be their starting libero, and doesn't count against the foreigner limit. So that is a very good move for Scandici to pick up a good domestic libero. I think that'll help a lot. Right now, Rob, in this Lake of Valley family, there's one team that actually sits at the top of the standings that we haven't talked about, and that is Navarra. Navarra plays their first real team this weekend. 
Yeah, the 12th. That has to be this weekend. That's yeah, kind of yeah. why I haven't talked about Novara that much. It's because they haven't yeah. played a real team yet. And you're right. Uh, this Sunday, they do play Malonza, and that will be worth watching. Do we... Where do we think Navarra sits on this on this roster? Do we do like in, where do fourth. we sit? Yeah, you think they're they're yeah. fourth? They're going to slide in after Scandici? Yeah, I will. Um, like, I just don't think they have the the top end talent that that they have that that, that Scandici has, or certainly that like Malonza and Camelliano have. Um, but if if they compete really hard against. Malonza on Sunday, then uh, then I might change my tune on that. But I mean, I'm not going to claim to have watched very much Novara so far this season. None. None. Zero. They, they, Zero. I mean, they, but they haven't played anybody yet. So yeah, they're, 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 they're six and oh, great. Good for them. They're at the top of the standings because Corneliano has a match in hand, but they just haven't played anybody yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see how Novara answers off to this, especially like, I don't know how I feel about their roster this year. <laughs> Who, Novara? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're kind of the, the, the same team that we expect. They're good in the middle. They have Bosetti. They uh, they don't have... So the, the player Except to watch no one... is, is Vita Akimova at opposite. They're the Russian girl who played for Lucanea last year. She's, okay, having yeah. a good, she's having a good start to the season. But is she an opposite the caliber of Antropova, Egonu, or Hawk? No. No, she's not. And that, that's, why I, I, that's why I put Novara fourth. Very good middles, though. Uh, Kirikella and Danesi is as good of a middle duo as you could ask for. Yeah, 100%. And, and, uh, I, I, would, I would fully agree. And, and Or- is Orthman's good. Really good. Orthman's good, but Orthman, I think, is, is out for the year. I, I don't know if, if, if she's playing. Is she still? She's on the roster, but yeah, that, that knee injury from Olympic qualifiers is going to mm-hmm. keep her out for a while. Fercino is a good libero. Bosio is an acceptable setter. Like I, I just don't really see it at the top levels for Novara. Fair enough. What uh, want to move on to uh, the second week here? Or? Yep. Yeah. Round six. Round six. R- round six happened as well. There was uh, very little drama. Well, I mean, Casa Maggiore There's... beating Firenze is kind of nice. Busto Arsizio yeah. beating Balafolia is kind of nice. Uh, Roma beating yeah, I Bergamo. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, some some decent results. I mean, I think the big one for me to talk about here is going to be Canigliano versus Malonza. For sure. Um, and I mean. Uh, what was it like? Uh, Malonza won the first set of of this one, um, and then Canigliano uh, came all the way back, and it was all in Canigliano's errors, right? right. Like it was really right. like even when Malonza was winning, like Canigliano was making errors and 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 kind of giving them like they still controlled that match. Um, it was even more dominant than the Supercopa finals, I, I thought. And oh yeah, it, yeah. I mean, there's a there is a massive chasm between those two teams right now. You see those set scores. I mean, eighteen, twenty, and fifteen in those last yeah. three sets. Like that. That's not really even that competitive. Uh, I thought Sarah Farr was really good in this match. She in, was in the middle, four blocks, uh, fourteen points total, two aces, eight kills. Like that is a yeah. really nice, well-rounded output for a middle. Isabel Hawk twenty and wasn't even that good. Like sixteen for thirty-seven attacking with seven errors isn't isn't her best match and they still won this I, match easily. I actually thought Plummer was really good in this match. Plummer was I thought Plummer was real solid. She was having some good swings. She was she was swinging down the line like you could tell that she she was having a confident day. 
Mm-hmm. And other when there's a confident uh, when there's a confident plumber, so I'm just trying to pull up the stats here. When there's a confident plumber, like that, she's playing good. But yeah, I thought that she had a really really good day for for Canigliano on this one, and it really justified her not even being dressed for that mid um, mid week matchup against Candici. Yeah, I actually like that roster management a lot from Santorelli and that team. Like they they have the options to do that at outside hitter. Give give girls a break here and there and it worked uh plumber passed the ball great in this one clearly the target and a 48 percent perfect 65 percent positive are you great. worried at all rob that canigliano is not going like it really went to them is what like like they really only go to far down in the middle and other than that like decroif is barely getting any any sniffs over over there is that is that any worry to you no uh i i do like scarcini a lot i wish that she would get the ball in the offense more uh, i also love her serving um but that's like volos has never really been a middle heavy setter and corneliano okay. as a team doesn't really run slide that much there, there are some of these yeah. there's some of these italian women's teams that that run that middle behind the setter a lot more like Novara does that a lot. Malonza even does that a lot with a uh, Retke really likes going behind the setter, but uh, Corneliano just doesn't run the middle that much. It's just kind of who they are or when they do, it's very exclusively in front of the setter. So uh, th- no, this, this, this doesn't bother me. Um, the fact that they won this game convincingly without that good of a performance from Hawk is pretty telling. And uh, bear guy in the chat says MVP for Amoka must be Alessia Oro. Who's Malonza's setter. She clearly didn't. <laughs> She didn't have a very good game. But, I, I mean, another kind of confusing starting lineup for Malonza. Laura Hireman started in the middle. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that one. Uh, Nika Dalderup started. Nika Dalderup and Miriam Silla at outsides. Neither of them were good at all. Uh, Egonu wasn't that good. 14 for 47 with nine errors. Man. man. 14 for 47 with nine errors. is Absolutely horrendous. Not good. <laughs> horrendous stat line just just terrible there by agono that's really really bad um not good it was good are to we see like brenda castillo it was good to see her start from alonza she's going to be the girl oh, man rob i'm going to ask you a question here let's hear it are paulo agono's best days behind her she's not that old She's what, like, 24, 25? 24, 25. She should be in her prime. And yet, I continuously could compare her to the Paolo Agonu of like when we had the undefeated Canigliano team. And it just seems that it's never been the case since then. And how many, like, like you spent one year for Vakif Bank and now you're back in the Italian league and now, now you're playing for Malonza and there's all of this stuff going on with the Italian women's national team. Like what, what is happening around Agonu that all of this stuff is happening? You know, like what is happening? And like, there's, I am not, and by no means defending Mazzanti here that I do not <laughs> want to be, but something had to have been happening for Mazzanti to want to make that move, you know, no. whether it was justified or not. I'm I'm going to stop you right there. You can't justify excluding Paolo Egonu from the national team. That's insane. This 100%. Is, I, I fully agree you can't justify this, it. But. This is a different conversation. And this, this happens to Egonu. She has bad regular season matches 
there are games when she makes a bunch of errors and people start to scratch their heads about why why clubs are paying her what they're paying her but then like somebody says in the chat and like multiple people are saying in the chat then she drops 40 in last year's champions league final for sure paula egonu's best days are not behind her you are overreacting to a regular season game but she was doing that regularly back then too but also no, not she, she had men. bad games for Vakif Bank last year's regular season. Like that this Oh, 100 100%, 100%, but that's what I'm saying is that like we didn't really see those bad games before when she was in like the Canigliano perfect times. Like back when we were on like history watching every every time Canigliano won another game, it was like we had to talk about it because like it was it was adding to history. Like Ogonu was very very good. Um that offense ran through her like she does not have and like she still has that top level ability without a doubt 100 percent, but she doesn't have that overall consistency that we saw from those times no that's fair she she has bad games sometimes i still think she i still think you can single-handedly win a championship with her on your team 100 absolutely what, no doubt about this malone's a team will need to do if they don't figure out the outside hitter position my god i can't keep watching this team flounder at outside hitter with four good players on the roster and none of them can figure out how to how to play an entire match without getting benched it's embarrassing i can't watch it anymore ah, figure it out uh, and that that I think is part of why Egonu might be struggling a bit is because there is a revolving door of players at every other position on the court. It's crazy. Yes, you're not wrong. All right, Rob. Anything else here from this week's um, Super Liga Super Liga Feminili? Uh, nope. Here's the standings. Uh, they yeah they played two games this week. There's not much surprising going on here because Corneliano and Malonza both have a match in hand. The, uh, the, the only big surprise to me is Busto. Like, Busto is a storied club. And last year, they started this... This I think they started, like, 0-5 last year, and then they made the playoffs by the end of this year. I don't see that happening this year. I, I, I really don't. Like, that's 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 a huge drop for what was, like, historically a top-four team in Italy. No, that is not a good-looking roster. However, a uh, pleasant surprise is Roma. Roma, Roma re- yeah. relegated two years ago, uh, won the second division last year. And now, right now, they're in playoff position, and they've played I mean, one less match than everybody else. Like they're they're I having mean, a good hey, start. If we're looking at the relegation rate from last year already, three wins might be enough to get them by. <laughs> Great point. Like right, yeah, right, like, three wins in five matches. That that honestly could keep you in the in the league of Volley Familia straight up. Yeah. So, all right, Rob, let's jump over from one Italian league to the other. Let's hit back up over the Lega Volley family. We already talked about uh, Peru versus Civitanova. That was the other one. A few, I actually really liked this. It was a lot of even matchups. Yeah. I found. Uh, I really want to talk about that first one because oh, yeah. right now, I, Rob, I think there is a three way race. It's I'm calling it the battle of the M's. It's the battle of the M's for the fourth best team in the super Lega. And now traditionally that M has been Modena. Last year, that M was Milano, but I think this year, the M is going to be going to Monza as they demolished Modena. Like, that wasn't even a, it wasn't even really a fun game to watch. Not really. (laughs) No, it was, it was not a fun game to watch. We'll definitely have to talk about Milano and Cisterna as Gandhi as Milano continues, continues to struggle without Milano or Milano is 0 and 3. Oh, yeah. Milano looks bad and they've got Lube and Perugia coming up but first and foremost Rob let's talk about Monza versus Modena Monza looking great Modena not so much 
What a banger so from much. what a banger from Arthur Schwartz, dude. 12 <laughs> for, 12 for 17, only two errors, above 50% efficiency, three blocks, three aces, 18 points. Clearly deserved MVP. That was that was very impressive. Arthur looked great. Great, great, great. He's looking better than I could have hoped for. Like truly, like truly when he made that jump from being the backup to the starter for Team Canada, and the fact that he's been able to continue it here in the Super Le- in the Superliga is it honestly it makes me smile at least once a day, <laughs> at, at, at 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 least once a day. It it's a ama- it's amazing. Um, lots lots he to has feel good been, about. Lots lots of feel like just the way that this offense is running with like like just the they hit sixty six percent as a team against Modena. Yeah, incredible. 66% as a team. Cachopa looks way better in a Monza jersey than he does in, in a Brazilian jersey. And this and, is this is Cachopa against Bruno uh, setting against one another head to head, which is certainly Oh, I forgot. I, I forgot that matchup. Oh man. But like This was not even close. We've got some very angry Modena fans in the chat asking us to not even talk about this game. You know what? We're going to run into the ground even more because Arthur Schwartz was amazing. Ran Takahashi was amazing. Nine for 14 with four aces. Four aces. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Like, great. Great setting from Kachopa all the way around. And Modena, thumbs down. Well, Modena is a team that I look at, and I don't know if they can get better. Like, they are going to live and die. Like, Wantohana uh, didn't even play that last set. He got subbed off for, for Davis Giba. He wasn't great. Davi Skiba went four. nine for eleven. The Davi Skiba yeah. needs to be starting on that team. Wantoyana went four for eleven. Yeah, Davi Skiba went nine for eleven. That, that's unbelievable. And then uh, Tommaso Rinaldi four for fifteen, six errors, and got aced six times. What are you doing keeping that guy on the court? Like, what are we talking about here? That's terrible. Yeah. I don't know. But when you look at this roster, they don't have like you want to go to Penali, Roberto Penali. Well, you have to play Davi Skiba. Davi Skiba is really good. Davi again, Skiba and, is, and is against his, good. and against his former team. And Berkai just put in the chat Fidorici, their new libero, against his former team as well. He played for Monza. He was terrible. Like the uh, bad, bad, bad outing for Monza, uh, with the notable exception of Daddy Stankovic. He was Mod- great. Modena, great, great, mo- great outing for Monza. Oh, dude, is that what I said? For... Yeah, very, yeah. very bad outing for Modena, uh, except for Daddy Stankovic. Also, why are they not playing Anton Brema in the starting lineup? Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Hey, they, they went away. They went away from Gianni. They went away from Gianni. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. They went away from Gianni. They could have had Andrea Gianni coaching this team, but they went away from uh, Gianni. Um, my question to you, Rob, is do we think Monza is legit? Yeah, I actually do. I actually do think Monza is legit. Monza is constructed like a team that is built to have serious success in this league. They have three very capable outside hitters. They have two capable opposites, and they haven't even needed Ibrahim Lawani yet because Schwartz has been so good. They have three capable middles, and all of them are Italian, so you've got like foreigner flexibility there. And then they have a dynamite setter, like uh, especially if like the last Stephen Mars last match wasn't as good. This match was very good, eight for fifteen. Passed the ball okay, but it had had two aces in a block. Like, I don't really see that many weaknesses for Monza. I and really when, like, when you have 
in like if you have an individual bad game here and there, you have very good options off the bench at every position except setter. And that I I'm I'm impressed. Uh who does Monza have like the next they couple have, games? They have Verona tomorrow. Oh, Verona tomorrow, a midweek game. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, but yeah, they 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 have the only match tomorrow against Verona. Hmm. Okay. And yeah, and yeah. then Toronto on Sunday, which should be pretty easy in theory. Yeah, it should be. I mean, Monza's looking pretty good right now. They've beat Lube and Modena and they lost to Perugia. Good start to the year. That's a that's 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 a pretty good start to the year. Let's chat about the other M though, Milano. Oof. And I know it's temporary. I know you don't have Poro. And I know Zonta is really, really bad, but man. <laughs> this is bad. This is dude. This is 2514, really 2515 to Chisterna? Yeah. Well, what was it spicy volleyball that, that posted the meme about like Ran calling up Ishikawa? <laughs> Tough. Yeah, that was a good one from, from Bassi on the Spicy Vives account. I mean, Matei Kaziski, bad, negative efficiency. Ferry Ragers, bad, negative efficiency. Yuki Ishikawa wasn't that wasn't nearly as good as usual. Eleven for thirty-two with six errors, didn't pass the ball well at all. Like and then uh Mergarejo off the bench was fine, but Milano is floundering. They are floundering. This this is this looks like a bad volleyball team right now. This does look like a bad volleyball team. And it's crazy because this is a team that went through so much diversity last year like they had a bad poor playing middle and they were winning games <laughs> and now like this is a team that just doesn't <laughs> seem to get together and i mean you are playing early season Chisterna, which you know what if we had the season early if season the playoffs, if we had the playoffs in october Chisterna might as well be the like super lega champions it's a good thing they only invite four teams because Chisterna would be able to be to be the best because they're fantastic in october and, and november always but still like Kaczynski, terrible. Bad. Riegers, terrible. Lozare, okay, he was all right. Um, only two blocks against 12. Like, like that is in insanity. Like, the serving wasn't terrible, but like, Mo, like Milano. Why am I, why am I not surprised that um, Piazza has a hard time navigating the situation right now? You know? And I could just see him just getting down up, down on that team. <laughs> see a lot of a lot of and these just, and a lot of porco dios and just a lot of a lot, a lot of pure Italian flavored rage on that sideline. Yeah, yeah, because you know what they they got to figure something out. Really went all in, uh, getting like where's Maggie Hayho? Maggie Hayho? Why isn't he playing? Like why are you why are you going? Yeah, give give Kaziski a break once in a while, man. Like give, give Kaziski a break. He, he he doesn't look good. He doesn't look like he wants to well, play they, outside. They moved him, moved him to the right side for the third set. Yeah, they did. Mega Hayho was five for eight. Yeah. Right. You need to be playing him more. You absolutely need to be playing him more. No doubt about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh yeah, so. very, very bad outing for Milano. That was tough. Um we also had yeah, that- what do we have? Toronto versus Padova in a five-setter. Padova wins 18-16 in the fifth. I'm not going to claim to have watched this match, but no. I have. I always have my eyes on the individual stat lines of Gabby Garcia Fernandez. Like I was saying in the, in the Super League preview, I am watching his season very closely. 
I want to know how he is playing as a full-time starter for Padova. I want to know uh, what I can expect when he becomes eligible for the United States national team in March. And he was bad this game. He was bad this game. Negative efficiency, six for 21, eight errors. That is not what I want to see. I don't think he's the answer. I really don't. Right? Like, he's another guy who had a great rookie year playing for a fantastic team, and then everyone picked up on him. Like, I don't, you know? I'm concerned. I, I, I'm on team Jake Haynes over Gabby Garcia. Oh my God, Everett. Oh, don't, don't, don't drive the knife further into my heart like that. that. Uh, I mean, funny enough, Kyle Russell was the opposite on Toronto and he was similarly not very good. Seven for 20 with six errors. <laughs> what, what, are we, what are we doing at the American opposite position, man? We just cannot, cannot get a guy, cannot get a guy behind Maddie Anderson. Uh, I have nothing else to say about Toronto versus Padova. Who cares? I'm just looking at it from a from an American perspective. Uh, uh, Piacenza he, beat Catania. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Trentino yeah. beat Verona. Like, I, I mean, Trentino destroyed Verona. 18, yeah, 17, 15. I mean, had 10. He was 9 for 22. Rock had 10. He was 9 for 25. We even uh, saw a Nikola Jovovic sighting. That is a bad situation did you see trentino serving in this one nine aces for 11 errors one ace for seven errors for for, for what was Rona. it that stoichev doesn't care about reception yeah how's yeah. that going for you not giving up nine aces to 11 errors. only 32 percent positive pass <laughs> <laughs> uh. well you don't care about first cut there uh. you go <laughs> God, I would hate being a fan of Verona. Oh, it'd be such a hard oh, team to root for man. with that amount of talent. And and oh my God, that'd be such a hard team to watch. You know what? If I'm Verona right now, Andrea Gianni is on the market. Hey, now, you know what? I like that. I like that call a lot, Everett. I I didn't I think, think about it. I, I like that Gianni, call. I think he Gianni would do amazing with this roster. I think Gianni, like, and the offensive-minded roster that this has and the firepower, I think Gianni would come in and do exceptional things with this roster. We always, we already know that Stoichev is King Stooge. He's up there with Mazzanti, for sure. But Gianni, man, I think Gianni would come in and just do a really, really good job. Because you know he's the alpha. He's, he's, like, like, he's the alpha. He's the alpha that Stoichev wishes he was. he was you know and gianni doesn't need to do anything gianni will just go crack a stella after the game i only say see drink stella because that's what he was drinking in ottawa and two years ago after uh after uh after vnl like without fail him and his staff would be out in the zamboni exit um yeah chugging back chugging yeah, back were, stellas which pounded just... beers and smoking cigarettes like less than half an hour before games it was awesome uh that no, after I, game after, after games we're after. not after games, after. yeah. So, I like, I I think they would. He would just come in and and big man them. I, I I don't know if I've ever agreed with the take more in my life. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I love this take so much. Make let's let's make it happen. I think we're going to start a campaign on this very show. Hashtag Gianni to Verona. It would be like I'm just looking at this for this roster <sighs> right now, and you've got so many bangers. How and many? Like, how, how many games? How mad? Ugh. 
How many How games bad? can that management watch and allow that team to get aced to, to make 13 reception errors and pass 32% positive and make 26 attacking errors for only 30 kills? Like that is this is one of the worst overall team stat lines I've ever seen in the Super League game from Verona. Yeah, this, this is, is horrific. Really, really bad. Ten unforced errors, six of them from the rock. They got blocked 13 times. Seven by a mean. Bro, they got they got blocked 13 times so and they got aced nine times. This is so bad. This is so bad. This is oh, man. this is this worse is... than I could have ever imagined. Oh yeah, this is terrible. And I mean like like it's not even like offensively Torrentino had a fantastic game. Lavia was eight for twenty-one, not super great. Rich Licky was nine for twenty-three, wasn't awesome. Micheletto was at least ten for eighteen. The only one Spiritually over- had five aces. I love him so much. Free spiritually, man. Love him. Let's let's free spiritually for sure. But this is this is not what I want to see from Verona in this one. This is they they light laid over and Died. died. They died. Uh, they died in kind of spectacular fashion. Uh, all right. I, have, I don't have anything else about the Super Lega. Do you? No, I, I, don't, I do no. not want to talk about Piacenza versus Catania. Not no, not no, worth no, our time. Right. Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. Last but not um, least uh, is the Plus Liga. We already talked about Zaxa losing to Norvid yesterday, which which is a which is a pretty big deal. There weren't that many huge matches in the last couple days in round four, but. I want to set the stage for the next like the next week or so. Tomorrow, Yashemsky Vangil versus Rasovia. Big one. Like, like that. Like that a lot. And then Saturday, Zaxa versus Rasovia. How does Zaxa respond from losing to Norovid? How do they use a couple days off to maybe get a little bit healthier? Uh that those next two games for these next two Rasovia games, I'm gonna be glued into. I'm very, very curious about them. Yeah, those, those those are two big big games for Rosovia, and I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to them for sure. Um, anything else to talk about here? Sam Cooper with a nice eleven points this weekend. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and a win against Katowice and getting the start. So, got the start. I, I think it was like a five set overtime game, right? Yeah, yeah it was. It, Fifteen. It looks 12. like it looks like they were really skinny on their roster, dude. I feel bad for Xavier Che. I, I still, I mean, I picked him to win the Plus Liga. I, I, uh, I really, really like their roster. We, it will be a long time before we see Xavier Che actually play their full starting lineup. It's going to be a while. Biniak, Biniak, and Cleveno. Those both are two. Of them got, both of them got in. They both uh, came in off the bench. Cleveno started the fifth. Uh, I, I think it'll be a little while until we see their full starting lineup. Like, who is Mariusz uh, Shamlevsky? Who is that? No idea. No I guess idea. He's a middle. He must be their fourth middle. Yeah. Like, it, whoa, whoa, what are we doing? Like, it's it to me. It's it's the the consequences of a national team season that was far too long. Yeah, but also I want to give a big shout out to Zavichi that they actually like they went with some of their bench guys and stuck with them all the way through. Yeah, like, I like even that. A, even against a lesser team, they 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 stuck with the guys all the way through. So yeah, I I, I, I like to see that a lot. Uh, Vashina for the the Czech guy, he was good for Katowice. Good for him. Uh, I I didn't I don't expect very much from Katowice this year. Like no. like we like, kind of talked about in the Plus League preview. Um, 
Yeah, Rosovia versus JW, and then Rosovia versus Zaxa. Those are big matches coming up this week. Uh, one of them is tomorrow; the other is Sunday. Right, Rosovia has a big, a big week big ahead week. of them. Big week, and it's like if Rosovia, if Rosovia wants to be legitimate, like if they if they want to show themselves as like we're one of the top teams, they need to they need to at least get one win. Oh, bare minimum. I, I bare, kind of, bare minimum. If they go zero two this weekend, I'm. I'm very doubtful. On right now, I actually yeah. I would pick Rosovia to win both of those games. I I, oh, I think yeah, I true, think, I think true, true the I think that, yeah, I think that they're better than Yashemski, and I, I I think that there are enough injury concerns on Zaxa. Uh, but I I want to see good performances from Stefan Boyer. I want to see him look like the Stefan Boyer of last year, and he's going to play against his old team tomorrow, and I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, looking like people in the chat are saying that Zaxa just might send the reserves to to Rezov, Rezov which like. If you're Zaxa, why not? Yeah. Right? Right? Because like you know, you know that going into the season, Rosovia is gonna it was it's like any any team in the Blues League is gonna is gonna circle that matchup against Zaxa. So what better what better thing to be like, we're not gonna yeah. give you that satisfaction. We're just gonna give you the bench guys. Yeah, go play against I, them and 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 who else? Like that I kind of like that. I I absolutely love that. I hundred percent love that. Uh we so we people are asking if we're going to talk about the Sultan Narligi today. No, honestly, I, I looked. There's just at, too much. There's too much to talk about today, guys. There's and just, and there's there, too much. To talk. And there weren't any good games. But no. Emily Maglio has a contract. Emily For Maglio Besiktas. going to Besiktas. I, I, Which? Well, what do you think about that? I think that's a downgrade. Really, Emily Maglio? Yeah, Emily Maglio just came off one of her greatest national team seasons of like ever. And she's going to a less like she played for THY before. Like, where is it? Why is no one picking her up? Why is she going to Besiktas? Besiktas isn't even good. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I agree with you. Like, I was I was flabbergasted. Like, I think someone put it in the chat today, so I headed over to, uh, like, like where is like? Let's look at the standings here. Freaking, I wish this one would just always go to English for me, and none of this. Uh, Besiktas is 11th. They're two and four. Like, but behind Galatasaray and Ankara PTT and Sarier, like, and like, it's early in the season. The standings don't mean that much to me yet. But I, I, I want better for Emily Maglio because she's awesome, and I just don't really know about this contract. But somebody is saying that Besiktas also got Celeste Plock from the Netherlands. That that would help. I feel like she could be a pretty good scorer in the Sultan Arligi. I don't know if she went to Besiktas. I know she went, but Celeste Plock definitely went to Turkey. I don't think she went to Besiktas though. It's right. It's like on the front page here. Oh, never mind. Some Sam Dressel just got signed. Um, where I don't know. Is... I don't know. Not yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought she was going to a different team in in, in the Netherlands. So, uh, it was Celeste Plock. From what I saw, yeah, Kurikova, uh, Chukurova, yeah. Bella Diasi. Not not familiar with that team. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, th- I think that's it. I think that's our show. Yeah, there wasn't that much to talk about with the Sultan League this week. Uh, big week ahead. There's a couple games in the middle of the week, and then there's a massive weekend. A massive weekend ahead in all the leagues. Uh, big weekend in the Plus Liga. Big weekend in the Sultan, the Super Liga. Big weekend in the Liga Volley Femminile. Um, I'm trying to look at matches to circle. Trentino versus Piacenza Saturday. That's fun. Perugia versus Modena Sunday. That could mm-hmm. be fun. Probably yeah. a probably a three dong, but that's like a, a a storied matchup, you know. Um, there is like Murat Pasa is a team that has been getting 
pretty good. And they have Marina Kova, they have Stephanie Sandy, um, the top four right now in the uh, Sutlar Ligi. So they take on uh, Fenerbahce this weekend in, in the Sutlar Ligi. And then uh, another good one, I think, if you're a Sutlar Ligi fan, uh, THY against Nulufer. That was like yeah. two middle pack teams. And then Emily Maglio gets uh, uh, Alexa Gray and Nagazasha Basha in her first. Oh, game cool. This weekend. So I like that. Um, I mean, to me, like that is a move that like Maglio has spent the past number of years playing for both THY and Nulifer, both in Istanbul. Like to me, that's a move that like I want to go play in Istanbul. I want to continue living in Istanbul and I don't have a contract with any of the top teams. So I'm going to go. Fair to- enough. And like Besiktas is, is, when you're talking about storied sport clubs, they are one of the biggest story. Like they're they're one of the biggest soccer clubs in in Turkey. So no, like no wonder, no wonder I haven't heard of them. That that's that's a that's a that's a that's a quality uh, team. Oh, apparently they just kicked Thy's ass. So oh, cool. All right, and and Melissa Vargas got injured in in China. You guys are coming up with so much information that we just didn't know about. Yeah, this this is good stuff. We need we need more we need more Turkish insiders. Get in the Discord. This is a good time to plug the Volleyball Source Discord. We didn't do it earlier. It's the best online volleyball chat community in the world. The link is in the description. We have channels for every basically every country, every league in the world where people are talking about all sorts of stuff. We get a lot of insight from there. So will so you. Much. You should join that, and you should watch us next week on the nine by nine. Mm-hmm. Do it up. Uh, sorry, Rakai. I apologize. Nuthfer is in Bursa. I apologize. I don't. I don't. My Turkish geography isn't the greatest. I just know that you guys have a million clubs in Istanbul. There are so many. Kind of like that model. Yeah, me too. You know, like the like, just like there's just not not just like like we make such a big deal about how like you know New York and LA have like two teams for some of the sports teams. No, let's just let's just do clubs. I like that. Imagine having like mul- like imagine multiple volleyball clubs in around the Chicago area. There are there are many. <laughs> the what are the Untouchables? Unforgivable? Oh my god! Uh, Undesirables? I've, I've got a story to tell you about that team once we go off air. Oh, ho, ho. off air story! You know they're gonna get good. It's an off air story. Oh yeah! Oh okay, yeah! Well, if if you want to tell me that story off air, you'll have to wait like four or five minutes first. Uh, as is tradition. All right, boys and girls. Thanks. Thanks for watching. Response. Thanks. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Uh, get in the volleyball source discord to watch all the matches this week. And we'll see you there. And make sure to like this stream. Give us a follow. Do all of the fun things. Check out that volleyball that store. We love you all. Have a great week. Adios. Goodbye.